This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Honey. It is real close. It is almost November. And, and you know what that means? It's time for the annual War on Christmas. Now, as you're all aware, this year's War on Christmas got started extra early, all the way back at the beginning of October when secretly recorded tapes revealed that Melania Trump had dared to utter the phrase, You know, who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration? Uh, and that was while complaining that people were too focused on her husband's administration separating kids from their parents. They only care about the kids getting separated and not about my holiday decorations. I change all the decorations. I make the trees look big and scary and black. And I make everything else white and no colors. Yeah, she, it's a very... She certainly has a very specific design. She's got an aesthetic. Uh, and I'm design. excited for uh, what she does after she's no longer the first lady. She's <laughs> got a, a bright future in yeah. avant-garde interior design. Yeah. I can't wait to see her entire catalog in uh, the Pottery Barn magazine mm -hmm. at the uh, local supermarket. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's, of course, uh, Donald Trump himself also about two weeks ago while on the campaign trail claiming that if Joe Biden wins the election, quote, the Christmas season will be canceled. If he comes in, Carson City will become a ghost town and the Christmas season will be canceled. And that's despite the fact that Trump would still be president until January 20th, even if Biden were to win the election. Yeah. If well, Biden wins, sorry, folks, this year's Christmas is canceled. But next Christmas, not going to happen. Biden's Note, taking it away. And notice I said Christmas and not holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't used to do that. Yeah. But now you can. Mm -hmm. Isn't it great, folks? Yeah. Now, we're at a point here where not even Santa Claus, jolly old Saint Nick, is safe from the ever-evolving war on Christmas, because there was this absurd plan, apparently. It sounds as if it were cooked up by Nathan Fielder, uh, and this was meant to save the holiday season. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, they enlisted the talents of Nathan for you in order to not save a business, but the, an idea. The plan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as one Twitter user put it, the plan? Distribute a COVID-19 vaccine through a team of trained mall Santas by promising them that they will get it first. <laughs> and as surprising as it sounds, that's pretty much what was proposed recently before the government axed the $250 million taxpayer-funded program. $250 million to give Santas a vaccine to save. If Christmas. anyone needs a vaccine more than anyone else, it's the Santas. Santa is well, up in that age category where it could be fatal. Overweight. Uh, yeah, he's overweight. Probably he's got, got that red nose, which uh, means, you know. Diabetes. Yeah, or alcoholism. And uh, yeah. It's it's a very high he's risk group. He's got the sugar foot. <laughs> yeah, it's a very high risk group. So, yeah, technically, yeah. even without being a mall Santa Claus, this is probably a group of people that should have a vaccine first. Yeah, so let's read. Quote, according to the Wall Street Journal, Trump administration official Michael Caputo wanted performers who portray Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, and elves to lend their talents to a coronavirus-related ad campaign meant to promote the benefits of the eventual vaccine. In return, the official offered them early access to the vaccine ahead of the general public. <laughs> you guys ready for beta testing? Yeah. Uh, on a recorded phone call that was released by the Wall Street Journal, Caputo spoke to Rick Irwin, the chairman of the Fraternal Order of Real Bearded Santas. Uh, no fake beards. This Get them out. If, imagine the horror of a child tugging on a fake beard only to find he out would, that it is detached from the man's face. That Christmas would be ruined for that child forever. Yeah. Uh, so on this audio, 
He was heard saying, uh, the Trump official was heard saying that a vaccine uh, would be approved by mid-November and distributed to frontline workers by Thanksgiving. And mm. that, quote, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it's yeah. on schedule. Uh, and that, quote, if you and your colleagues, referring to Santa's, are not essential workers, I don't know what is. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Santa, Mr. Irwin, he replied, ho, ho, ho. From my perspective, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's you and your colleagues are not essential workers. I don't know what is. <laughs> I love you. Is that a yes? I think so. I think that's what it's implied. I, Mr. Irwin, we're going to give you guys the vaccine. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a yes? And by the way, that's... That's real. That's audio that was leaked yeah. to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Mr. Irwin also responded to the offer from the Trump official with, quote, since you would be doing Santa's a serious favor, Santa would definitely reciprocate. You set up a station in Southern California and I'll put 50 Santas in full costume in front of the cameras and you let me know what other cities you're operating in and I'll send Santas there. 10 to 35. My friend? Between 10 35 seconds. We will pull this sleigh uphill ourselves if we have to. Santa loves a little quid pro quo. Yeah, a little holiday quid pro quo. Yeah. They never hurt anyone, right? You help Santa. Santa helps you. I mean, it goes along with everything related to Santa Claus. If you're good all year, mm -hmm. Santa will bring holiday cheer in the form of that presents. Is, that is a quid pro quo. It is. So if there's one thing that Santa knows, it's a good quid pro yeah. quo. Santa knows a good deal. <laughs> And he's he is the founder of the art of the deal. Yeah, I mean, when you pretty really much. Think about yeah. It. Anyway, as the plan was playing out, the Fraternal Order of Real Bearded Santas, Forbes, uh, had <laughs> yeah. reportedly signed up nearly a hundred Santas who were ready and willing to answer the call and serve their country. Yeah. Sadly, the plan was scrapped by the Department of Health and Human Services last Friday, and the department added that uh, they were never even briefed on the project to distribute hypothetical vaccines to mall Santas around the country in an attempt to bolster consumer confidence. It was just something that the Trump administration <laughs> cooked up. They yeah. were putting their feelers out. We haven't even heard of this. Us lames over at the Department of Health. Sorry. Yeah. In the wake of the news that the plan had been scrapped, mainly because it was almost certainly would have never even become a reality. There's no vaccine, guys. Uh, Mr. Irwin was quoted as saying he was, quote, extremely disappointed and added that the Trump administration, quote, may have been fibbing a little bit to old Santa. <laughs> Lying to Santa Claus. How low can you go? That, that immediately gets your name crossed off the list. Yeah, exactly. That's... No Christmas for you, Mr. Trump. You've been a naughty president. Lying to Santa Claus is pretty rough. And, and not even just like lying, but instilling false hope when this Caputo guy met with uh, Mr. Irwin from the fraternal from Forbes, uh, <laughs> yeah, did he sit in Santa's lap? I the want. I want to assume that he did. Why don't you have a seat? Like, well, there's only one chair, and you're sitting in it, Santa. He's like, that's right. And he definitely brought some milk and cookies. Mm -hmm. I know how to butter this guy up. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely know that he needs milk. Would you cookies. like to feed a reindeer a carrot? Yes. Yes, I would. Well, it sucks that we're not going to get a bunch of mall Santas this year, but, I mean, we're all making sacrifices, so sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be plenty of drive-through Christmas and holiday experiences. You I don't know. At the I, reindeer, maybe. I don't think that a lot of kids are going to be sitting on Santa's lap. It seems... I mean, I'm sure some places, like New Hampshire. Georgia. Yeah. Florida. Florida. Give, give Santa Claus a kiss on the lips. Yeah, Whatever. Why not? Yeah. If you don't, 
coronavirus is going to realize that you're scared. I mean, I'd venture to say that this is probably a good thing for the Santa Claus people outside of, yes, it does suck. They're out of work. Uh, I'm acknowledging this, but I'm trying to make a joke. Shut up. It does suck because uh, you would assume that every year an elderly fat person being around thousands of kids a day, probably not the greatest for their health. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus has made us realize a lot of the things we used to do are uh, probably not great for public health. I'll say that like having thousands of children sit in an old man's lap and breathe into his mouth. Mm -hmm. I will say like a couple times a year, I'll get a little bit of a cold or something like that. This year, because I'm isolating and wearing a mask, I've been relatively healthy. I have not been sick all year, which is <laughs> highly unusual. Yeah, I, yeah. I get sick a lot in a normal year. Yeah, it's, uh, wow. Anyways, I would like to go back to normal. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I'll take getting sick a few times a year with a light cough to go back mm-hmm. to normal, sure. But let's brush away the highly politicized Santa news for an update on the moon. We got big moon news, big people. sexy moon news. Look yeah. At on Monday of this week, it was reported that scientists had uncovered hard evidence that there is water on the moon. It's a wet moon we got. Uh-huh. Typically, in any other timeline, this would have been huge news that captivated the imagination of the world. I mean, we both remember how big of a deal it was when it was announced that scientists had found water on Mars. But our current reality is so strange and surreal that the government pretty much admitted that UFOs exist multiple times over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and we all kind of just shrugged it off and moved Not on now. to the next, Not next now. thing. Not now. we got other stuff going on. But hey, water on the moon. Let's fucking go. Yeah, so the team of scientists who discovered that our thick, wet moon has water on it, mm-hmm. they did so using an infrared telescope that was mounted inside of a 747 jumbo jet. Mm-hmm. Quote, this discovery reveals that water might be distributed across the lunar surface and not limited to the cold, shadowed places near the lunar poles. Paul Hertz, the director of NASA's astrophysics division, said during a news conference on Monday. And uh, here's why this is a big deal, folks. A big wet deal. Mm-hmm. In addition to big, frigid, deep, and potentially treacherous craters in the moon's polar regions, smaller and shallower depressions in the same areas may also be cold enough to hold onto water ice for millions, if not billions, of years. Such ice might not only provide water for future astronauts to drink, but water molecules can also be broken apart into their constituent hydrogen and oxygen atoms. The oxygen would give the astronauts something to breathe. Hydrogen and oxygen can also be used as rocket propellant for trips home to Earth or even someday to Mars and beyond. So that's a that's a big deal as far as uh, establishing stuff like moon bases and mm-hmm. uh, the big plan to send a woman to the moon. So it's good news. Yeah. It's good news. We like to see... More moon stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to see stuff like on uh, that movie Ad Astra where there's like gangs on the moon and they, they're chasing each other down, stealing from each other. Yes. So that's the future I want. Yeah, sure. I want the moon to be the new Wild West where <laughs> if you're brave enough to go there, buddy, you can do, do whatever, whatever the hell you want. <laughs> there's a saloon on the moon. Yeah. Moon saloon. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, look, there you go. There's some good science news for you. That's something, something for you to enjoy as a treat. I mean, we're getting close to election day, so we'll take what we can get, right? Yeah. Uh, now, before we get into the rest of the news for today, which is mainly about Twitch, let's take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Honey. Mm. We all shop online now more than ever. We've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Pretty much any website that sells stuff. Yeah. 
HoneyWorks on. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you got to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons that it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Uh, yeah, I, I got a, because uh, I saw it in the games, I got one of those Dodgers headbands. Oh. Because my hair is getting long and I don't like to wear hats all the time. Right. I want to look like a cool biker in the comfort of my apartment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I got uh, one for me and one for my wife and got a, a nice 15% discount because of Honey that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So that's a nice. nice little purchase recently. Yeah, Honey's found us and the rest of its over 17 million members over $2 billion in saving. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash itdaily. Or click the link in the description below. Whatever's easiest for you. Joinhoney.com slash itdaily. All right, now let's get back into the news with Twitch and the downfall of streaming music on their platform. I mean, we all kind of get it, right? You can't legally stream music, even as background music on a platform, when you don't own the rights to it. Mm -hmm. But for a long time there, it seemed to be universally understood that artists and record labels would uh, look the other way because, honestly, who cares? But also, it was, for a long time, very hard for them to track music that was being played on live streams. VODs, sure. And YouTube has dealt with this for many years. Mm -hmm. uh, there was already a huge wave of takedowns or threats of takedowns with uh, Twitch and their whole VOD thing. Mm -hmm. uh, at least twice this year that I can remember. Yep. But things got real serious real quick for the Amazon-owned streaming platform last week when the entire community, big streamers, small streamers, everyone found out that uh, actually record labels and specifically the RIAA or the Recording Industry Association of America are extremely upset by the rant rampant use of copyright-protected music on the Twitch platform. Yeah, so Twitch, for their part, was quick in their attempt to remedy the situation by sending out emails to streamers that warned them of potential DMCA takedowns and copyright strikes, which led to a lot of people publicly deleting months, if not years, of content from their channels. And they were big sad and big mad. Yep. But again, like we all kind of knew, this was, it was, it was, this was coming. Yeah. Come on. Yes, Gaming companies, despite what one outspoken employee of Stadium might have to think, <laughs> uh, are completely on board with people streaming their products because to them, the excuse of free marketing is actually true. Yeah. Record labels in the RIAA, on the other hand, go to extremes to protect their music from being shared. Uh, it's very arguable whether that ends up being a net positive for them or not. I mean, this is a yeah. debate that's been going on for... Uh, 21 years now, since 1999, when Napster came onto the scene, yeah. and all of a sudden I could listen to Metallica's entire catalog without spending a single red cent. It is, however, hard for me to assume that the record labels don't see any positive outcome from large streamers playing a song and having someone who watches that streamer go and find that song because they liked it. Yeah, it's I, the and I know well, radio stations play, pay royalties and all that. I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. Also, I've, the interests of record labels and the interests of artists are oh, not aligned yeah. at all. And that there's a very uh, good point about that coming up. Uh, we'll get to it. But after the downfall of the uh, VODs started, the RIA and other music organizations sent a letter to Twitch and Amazon, which read in part, Twitch appears to do nothing in response to the thousands of notices of music infringement that it has received, nor does it currently even acknowledge that it has received them, as it has done in the past. <laughs> They're just ignoring That's us. Awesome. <laughs> they left us on red. Now, as we previously mentioned, a lot of artists, if you talk to someone in a band, 
or a they producer. Can. Cool. Yeah, Go ahead. They don't care. Yeah. But the problem is they they don't even sometimes own the rights. And yeah. a, a weird outcome of this is that, yes, even artists who stream on Twitch themselves are seeing negative outcomes from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of our friends who play their own songs on their own streams or teach fans how to play songs on streams, they've had to delete all their old streams and they have stopped scheduling new ones yeah, because sad. of the fear of their record labels coming after them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, most famously, though, uh, Herman Lee of Dragon Force, who has found a huge audience on Twitch, was recently banned in the midst of all this, and it's pretty safe to assume the reason why. Yeah. So, is this the end of an era? I mean, probably. In the meantime, Twitch is working on a solution, which is uh, basically a library of licensed tracks that are approved for use in people's streams. Probably a bunch of trash. I mean... It's got to be better than YouTube's. Yeah, YouTube's is bad, so yeah. you would think. But yeah, the previously mentioned letter points out that Twitch still might be in violation because they are confounded by Twitch's apparent stance that neither sync nor mechanical licenses are necessary for its soundtrack tool, whatever so, that means. I don't know. This, this all seems like it could be solved pretty easily if Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, or whatever just made it so that um, there's like an OBS integration or just some way to integrate your music stream from your computer into your Twitch stream so that the views were counted towards the songs you're listening to. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would benefit everyone, but uh, for I guess For me, not. I feel like people discovering new music is a good thing. But then again, I, I don't want to upset the yeah. old media apple cart. Like, it, it, to me, it's just strange. Yeah. It, it, radio, everyone knows that terrestrial radio is pretty much dead. And there's not a lot of natural ways for artists to get their music out there outside of people sharing it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, I've talked to friends that work at labels to this day. Uh, when I worked for a, a label briefly 10 years ago, they were like, absolutely not. We're never going to understand this. Pl-. Like This is when YouTube started coming up. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah! And apparently, I have friends that still work at labels, and they're still, like, the old heads there are still just like, absolutely not. No. We will not negotiate with these terrorist organizations. You go like down Twitch to Sam Goody, and you buy the compact disc like you're supposed to. Yeah. Anyways, in other news, remember how Jordan Yule bullied the entire military off of Twitch for using their platform as a recruitment tool? Yeah. Well, of course, the military came back after a little bit of time. Stop asking us about war crimes. Yeah. In the wake of all that drama, and apparently before they joked around with the whole gamer word in an Among Us stream, Uh, uh, the U.S. Navy prepared training materials for the streamers appearing in its official Twitch channels, uh, including resources on how to interact with users who might ask them what their favorite war crime is. God, I love the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. Micah Lowinger, a reporter for On The Media, received the materials via a Freedom of Information Act request, which details how their streamers should respond to certain prompts from the chat. Here are a few examples. What's your favorite war crime? I am here to hang out with people like me who love gaming. If you want to know more about my life in the Navy, I am happy to discuss, but I will not speak on behalf of others. Okay, or I understand that some people here oppose the military and have no interest in a Navy career, but for those who are curious about what it's like to serve, let's talk. Or how about this one? I'm here to play games. I have no interest in engaging in personal attacks. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. I just okay. asked you what your favorite war crime is. Now you're admitting that you personally have done war crimes? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. This man here is responsible. Or here's another response in the dialogue tree. If you have concerns about Navy policies or actions, I suggest you contact the federal elected officials from your state. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, all very natural responses that any normal streamer would use to connect with their audience. Not at all like 
uh, the you know the oblivion NPC meme. Yeah. Can we not talk about war crimes, please? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other materials included, uh, they show off a response decision tree for their streamers on how, when, and if they should respond at all based on the comments that they received. And there's also a list of approved games like Call of Duty, CSGO, League of Legends, Fortnite, Overwatch, and so on. Uh, it shouldn't come as a surprise that Spec Ops The Line is not included in their list of ideal games. <laughs> we don't like to talk about no. that one. Uh, yeah, then there's what they refer to as the Twitch tone, which reads as follows. You should feel comfortable and able to speak as yourself during your streams. The guidelines below are to help guide you with regard to tone, voice, and use of emotes. Do share your personal stories of your time in the Navy. Confirm that you are speaking from your own experience, not for the Navy as a whole, and that every sailor has his or her own story. Utilize appropriate emotes where and when it makes sense. Don't use any emotes taken, copied from, or representative of any other brand, person, artist, etc. Don't use emotes that are altered or misrepresented. And don't tell other stories. Yeah, we assume that these guidelines uh, may have been updated following the Among Us stream where Navy streamers played with friends whose names highlighted U.S. war crimes as well as a black character whose name was Gamer Word. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see how much time, money, and effort is being poured into this failed endeavor when they are already so far down in the hole of relevance on the platform. Like, yeah. it was really funny. Someone posted a screen cap of, like, the Navy was streaming and AOC was streaming and the Navy had, like, 40 yeah. viewers. Yeah. Um, it's also this, for anyone who is still on the fence of whether or not this was being used specifically as a recruitment tool, this is admitting that. Yeah. This is direct admission. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. They're not just doing this for fun? Yeah, because a lot of responses I saw in comments on previous videos or on Twitter were just like, hey, nice one, guys. Like, the 14-year-olds watching this could even serve if they wanted to. And it's like, that's... The point is getting them interested in it yeah. at a young enough age. Getting their they... information added to an Excel spreadsheet so that the day they turn 18... They're bombarded with yeah, offers. We yeah, we know how to get... And, and, like, I think they can start recruiting you at... 17? Well, yeah, they go they go to high schools, they go to yeah. stuff like that. But it's like it the responses I saw online picture like paint the navy as like waiting at the starting line for like the gun to go off, like, oh he's 18, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, yeah. they they start as young as possible. As long yeah. as long young as they can legally do it in order to get into your uh your head and get the ideas of potentially serving in the navy mm -hmm. again. <laughs> I I love I don't know if the meme came out of this whole thing, but that uh the 30-year-old recruiter meme. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's so good. Like, hey, you're you're pretty mature for your age. Uh, <laughs> how about no, a, how about a twenty college? You're too cool for college. How about a twenty nine percent APR on a hot new Mustang? Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, please be sure to watch our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News. Where, I mean, if you thought the science story from today was good news, wait yeah. till you see what these amazing scientists are doing up in the state of Washington. Finally, a victory for the United States. And they look cool doing it. They did. Which is another win. Uh, also, there's an episode of News Dump where we talk about the Snyder Cut, and uh, <laughs> those people are a pill, huh? Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time for uh, some Tech News Day, and uh, have a great week. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Hopefully they've won by the time yeah, it's posted. Okay.